It is Blue Friday, which is the day before the Iron Bowl. Welcome to Village Vice. He is Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law, and we love wordplay here on this show. We also love the greatest rivalry in college football. And Zach, how you feeling, man? A day away from Auburn, Alabama, 2023, Jordan-Hare Stadium. How you feeling? I wish I felt more confident about this game now than I did a week ago or even just a few days ago. And that, That's not really how I feel. In fact, the more I watch Alabama stuff, the more I realize how good of a football team this is. And I think if Auburn's going to pull this off, and this has been the key talking point throughout the week on whatever Auburn show you watch or listen to, is it's Auburn's going to have to rely on some crazy stuff to happen. I mean, I, I think that's it, point blank. And like you look at the Egg Bowl. Last night, Mississippi State did a great job of keeping Ole Miss off the scoreboard for a while. Auburn's going to have to do that, and their offense is going to have to do more than what Mississippi State's was able to do in the Egg Bowl, um, which is a no-brainer, but it is nice to see, like, okay, other teams were able to pull this off, so you know, or, or at least put themselves in a situation in the second half to be able to pull this off. Yeah, That's what Auburn's going to have to do. They're going to play. They're going to have to have a better game plan. They're going to have to play out of their minds, and Jordan-Hare Stadium's magic is going to have to help them some. It is the environment. We talked about it earlier in the week. Jalen Milrow hasn't played in an environment like this to this point. And if he's yeah. able to overcome that, more power to him. I, um, I I think if we go position by position here, there are some, there are some areas where uh, Auburn is strong and maybe stronger. There are certainly Ala uh, areas where Alabama is stronger. I think that probably the, this is the game with the best uh, – entire group of cornerbacks like if you put the cornerbacks for both teams together it's the best we've seen this season right don't you love dj james nehemiah pritchett kool-aid mckinstry terry and arnold that i mean that forced them together a pretty doggone good group of corners they're good no question about it no question about it so then it points to okay well how how's auburn gonna score yeah because we've been talking about it before like okay i like auburn's corners against alabama's wide receivers that's the matchup i like the most in this game yeah so can Auburn stop the run if they are forcing Milrow to throw? We'll see. If Auburn can't throw it, are they going to be able to run it and be one-dimensional? I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. But I think with the way Auburn's passing attack has operated, those corners aren't going to be on Rivaldo Fairweather or Jay Fair or Javaris Johnson if he's in the slot right. unless they do something pretty drastic with how they move things around, which they could. Right. Saban's done it before. So and, Yeah. And that's where you get into, is it Dallas, do you get Dallas Turner in some one-on-one -on -one type matchups with Rivaldo yeah. Fairweather? Um, can you can those tackles protect with Chris Braswell coming off of the edge? Do you get do you get a Malachi Moore who is so versatile in the secondary? But you know, if you could get Rivaldo matched up with him in the slot, you like that advantage for Auburn. Um, you know, do we see drag You know, we haven't seen a lot of drag routes this year. Like we saw Jay Fair early in the season on one. Can you take advantage of their aggressiveness defensively with drag routes? It's a huge part of the 2017 game. It's not been a big part of this offense. No, no, it hasn't. And I mean, I guess last week we didn't see hardly anything be a part of this offense because they weren't on the field that much. That's going to have to change, right? They're going to have to run the football. I think Jarquez Hunter has to be a huge part of what they do. But as far as the passing game, Brad, you're right. I think it should start with Rivaldo Fairweather and then go from there and just say, okay, who wants to step up? Who wants to step up and be an Iron Bowl hero? Is it you, Camden Brown? Is it you, Shane Hooks? Is it you, Javarius Johnson? Is it you, Jay Fair? I think Auburn's got the dudes to do it. They just haven't. 
They just haven't been able to put it all together this season. And boy, wouldn't it be great if they figured out a way to do it when the stage was the biggest. Yeah. Let me ask you, who do you throw the next 50-50 ball to? Rivaldo's clearly the number one choice there. And he, you just have to give him the opportunity to make the play. And then if the Alabama player makes the play instead, hey, great, hats yeah. off to you. But you have to – Who who's next on the list? Who do you throw the next 50-50 ball to if Rivaldo is not an option? Well, it, it has to either be Shane Hooks or Cam Brown. And I don't know if I feel way better about one versus the other – I guess if the game was on the line and you had to pick a 50-50 ball to one of those two guys, I think I would say Shane Hooks just because we've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. Not efficiently or at a high level, you know, or you know, any level of consistency whatsoever, but we have seen him do it. We haven't really seen Cam Brown do it. So I guess I would go with Hooks. Well, yeah. How would you answer that question? It's a really good question. I almost think I'd go with somebody like Brandon Frazier. Okay, I'm cool with that. Another- I mean- Big body, and and you at least say, look, play basketball, box out, get in position to go make a play. Um, and we've also seen when Brandon Frazier's number has been called, he has not shied away from it. In fact, right. he's embraced it. It kind of seems like when the game plan did shift to Cam Brown or Shane Hooks, it's almost like they didn't want it, much like they don't want the football where they drop it. And so I'm okay with that with Brandon Frazier. That'd be wild. Iron Bowl hero. Brandon Frazier joined the ranks of, you know, I guess Sean Shivers is probably the most recent uh, Iron yeah. Bowl hero. So, yeah, I'd be all right with that. It I'd, is interesting. I would it'd be a great story if a guy like Javarius Johnson, who's from the state, has a huge game. Sure. Or Marcus Harris forces a fumble and recovers it. And, you know, I, I would love for one of those, just sort of romantically for one of those in-state guys to, to, have a big play and etch his name in the Iron Bowl lore. It, it, you know, it will take likely something like that. Yeah, or um, a, or a Jason Jones who grew up as an as an Alabama fan, grew up in a Bama household. Um, yeah. that that would be what a great moment that'd be for him. Yeah. Or a DJ James from Mobile didn't start at Auburn, came back. You know, I would love that. What if we saw Robbie Ashford? Just what if? given a really special package within the offense and he comes in and, you know, scores a couple of rushing touchdowns in the game and catches everybody by surprise and is a big part of an upset win. Wouldn't that be a great story? Be a great moment. Robbie had a, a pretty solid game against Alabama a year ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe there's some, some merit to that. I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah, I'm there with you. Okay. Uh, let's get into our buy sell segment. And of course, that's brought to you by our buddy Ross Kilpatrick of Exit Realty Anchor South, serving the Auburn area with locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, Fort Walton Beach, Florida. From Auburn to Lake Martin to the Emerald Coast of Florida, contact Ross Kilpatrick with Exit Realty Anchor South for all of your real estate needs. Call him, 334-402-0028. Brad, we talked about this in stat time earlier in the week. Turnovers, I think, are going to be crucial in this game. If Auburn's going to pull this off, they've got to win the turnover battle. So, mm-hmm. you buying or selling? Auburn forces a turnover in the Iron Bowl. Yes. Yep. I think they'll put some exotic pressure on Jalen Milrow, and they they will force him to make a uh, questionable decision throwing the ball. And I think we see the uh, return of Jalen Simpson to the interception column. I I think Jalen gets one in the game. I would love that. Yeah, I would love that. How's I that? I think I'm buying that too. Answer. That is specific. The last time we did that, I said Rivaldo touchdown, and it worked out. So yes, it did. 
Let's will it into existence. Jalen, congratulations on your interception. <laughs> I'm buying that too. I'm not going to be as bold as you and predict something specific, but I, I just got a feeling that it's going to happen. I think the game plan that Ron Roberts is going to put together is going to be a lot of fun. I, I really do. I've got a lot of faith in it. Well, and as we said the other day, I, to have success, we saw it with Mississippi State last night. The reason Mississippi State was in the Egg Bowl is because its defense played out of its mind. Right. I think it starts with the de- – you're not going to outscore Alabama 55-52. to 52. It's not going to be that kind of game. If Auburn wins the game, both teams are probably under 20, and it's just a slugfest. And I hope it happens. All Me right. too. You buy or sell, and Black Friday shopping is worth it. Uh, it's it's better now. I drove through downtown on the way in this morning just to see tumors before all the toilet paper, and one, again sure. one last time before the toilet paper. And um, I saw people waiting in line. I saw people, you know, lines all the way down College Street waiting at these outdoor boutiques. And it's great. I love it. I love it for the local businesses and love yeah. that so many people do it. I don't know, man. You got to You got to you got a lot of time to buy Christmas gifts for people. It doesn't have to. I don't know that it's worth it to go through all of that for me on one specific day. Yeah. My thing is, like, I don't want to have to hide the gift in my house for my family members for that long, too. Yeah. So when you wait till the last minute, it's simply pragmatic. It's it's so you, you're not having to, to hide it afterwards. It's more work to hide well, it. When I order it, I ship it to my parents' house. Uh-huh. And I text my mom. I'm like, hey, this will be here in a few days. Just put it in a closet or something. Gotcha. So, smart. Boy, that's yeah. smart. You're playing yeah. chess and everybody else is playing checkers. Yep. And we got a, a, a large gift for my daughter or both of my daughters. They're going to share it. Um, and it's literally like she's still at the age where we can just kind of keep it in a big cardboard box and she just won't ask about it. So, like, that's clutch. But in two years, we're probably going to do that. So You got him a pony? so sweet of you to get him a pony zach and it's it's crazy the pony came in a cardboard box and it's staying in there <laughs> i assume there are holes in the box zach no, no. i'm gonna starve every now and then you'll hear a, you'll hear a uh and make a sound and <laughs> the girls will be like what was that one no clue no clue baby yeah. no clue yeah buy or sell jarquez hunter gets double digit carries in the iron bowl Oh, that's the easiest buy. Absolutely buy. Yes, buy. And I'm we would have bought that. We would have bought that a year, uh, a week ago as well. I didn't. Didn't we do that last week in in buy sell? And I barely got. I said barely last week, but it was for a different reason. I thought, I thought Auburn was going to get a big lead last week and not have to overly tax Jarquez. Didn't know it was going to turn out the way that it did. Yeah, I would buy that he gets 20 in this game. So. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. And maybe I'm just trying to, um, maybe I'm trying to will that into existence. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just. I'm sure Hugh Freeze is too. I'm sure Hugh Freeze would love to get it to him 20 times. Yeah. Rivaldo Fairweather is Auburn's most likely offensive player to be the Iron Bowl hero this year. You buy it or sell him? Hmm, that's tough because I think if if Jarquez carries twenty plus times, maybe maybe Rivaldo's the most decorated Iron Bowl hero in the game. I yeah, I I think you're gonna have to force feed him and and let him make. So I think the catches that he gets will be challenging catches, and uh, and it's a very impressive performance. So yeah, I'll buy that. I like that. Yeah, I, I think I am too. I think this offensive game plan needs to be all about Rivaldo Fairweather. So I'm buying it. 
All right, you, you hinted at this earlier. Uh, Robbie Ashford, does he play in the Iron Bowl? Are you buying or selling? Robbie Ashford gets a few snaps on Saturday. I buy it. I buy okay. it. I think he's been missing from the game when it's been in the balance, and I think there's reasons for that. I mean, I, I think you're establishing identity and tempo. I think this game allows you, though, to go back to what you saw a little more at the beginning of the year, which is red zone packages or special situations that are understood. It's 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 decidedly not rotating quarterbacks. It's a specific. We know when we get to this spot in the field, we're doing this. Yeah. Or this situation in the game, we're doing that. And, um, yeah, I, again, being from Hoover, um, growing up around this game, it's so special for him. And I think it's, again, maybe I'm romanticizing a little bit too much, but I just, I, I think he gets a chance to make something special happen. Yeah. I think I'm selling it. I, I, I don't think, I think we would have seen him in other situations over the last few games. If that was still part of the offense, we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I think Robbie has a skill set that can help Auburn beat Alabama and also the personal reasons, like you just said. I think that'd be yeah. awesome. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Like, so that is our that's probably the best way to look at it, too. You're looking at it from an actual game plan schematic standpoint. I'm over here with like rainbows and unicorns and, and just being all sunny with it. So that's that's good. I love rainbows and unicorns serving. And I also love Ross Gilpatrick because he too. just gets you houses. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he does it, but you should get you a house. Serving the Auburn area locations in Auburn, Lake Martin, Fort Walton Beach. Hit up our buddy, Ross Kilpatrick at Exit Realty Anchor South. Just call 334-402-0028. His office is located at 1922 Professional Circle Suite 202 over in Auburn. And thank you, Ross, to uh, sponsoring Buy Sell this season here at Village Vice. Can I add one more to Buy Sell? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Auburn gets three sacks of Jalen Milrow in the game. Do you buy or sell that? Selling it. You don't think so? I'm mm. calling Ross. I'm saying put this up for sale yeah. right now. Gotcha. Ooh. You must be buying it. I'm buying it, yeah. I, I just think that the pressures are going to be exotic and they're going to be different, and I think the environment plays in a little bit, and I do. I, I think um, between the trio of Asante, McLeod, and Falk, uh, and that says nothing of Marcus Harris, who could push it, The the you know. Uh, sure. Yeah, I think they get three. I think they better get three. If, if Auburn doesn't get three, it's a long day because their offense yeah. is able to do a whole lot more if they're not facing pressure. Yeah, I, I'm not ex I'm not anticipating this game being close, Brad. Mm -hmm. I'm, ju I'm just not. Gotcha. So that, that, that could be how we're approaching it differently. So I can't get you on that train. Look, I want to hop on the train. I, I really do. I really, really do. <laughs> but I just, the more I watch Alabama... Yeah. The more I like really think about these matchups, it's mm -hmm. just there's not a lot that points in Auburn's favor. All right. On Saturday. I understand. I do. Yeah. So let's get into the Village Vice six pack then and talk about it. Let's do okay. it. I'm going to give you three three games. Then we're going to talk about Manscaped. And then I'm going to give you the other three. Okay. Okay. How's that? How's that for plotting the content like that? Let's and do it. Keeping the viewers in suspense. Let's start with a game that's actually Friday night. Um, I wish this game was in Corvallis because I think it'd be much closer in Corvallis. Number 16, Oregon State is a 14-point underdog. Number six, Oregon. Ducks trying to get into the playoff, trying to win Bo Nix at Heisman. Uh, Ducks are 14-point favorites at home. Any chance, rivalry game, any chance this game's close because of Oregon State's defense? 
I think there is a chance. Absolutely. I think Oregon State's a really good football team, and the fact that they're in a situation where they might lose two in a row, I mean, that'd be pretty eye-opening and, and a bit surprising, but when you look at it, they're against Washington and Oregon, two of the better teams in college football. I don't think anybody would blame them, but I still think Oregon wins that. I think that spread is that high for a reason. Like you said, if this was in Corvallis, I think I'm talking about it a little bit different, much like we yeah. talked about it when they hosted Washington last week, but yeah, I'm taking Bo Nix. I'm taking Oregon. I think it's closer than 14, but yeah. I am taking Oregon. Here's a fun question. If Oregon State, who, if they lose tonight, will finish 8-4, and four. if they played in the SEC, and let's don't go game by game, just an average SEC schedule, what would their record have been this year in the SEC? It'd probably be about the same. About the same. Yeah, about 4-4, four and four, which is what they would finish in, yeah, or I guess they finished 5-4. and Yeah, 4-4, four. 5-3, and four, right. sure. Oregon will finish 11 and 1 in the regular season with a win in this game tonight. What would they have finished against an average SEC schedule? Probably about the same. Probably about and some of this depends on like do they play Alabama and Georgia? Do they right. just play one of them? So I mean a lot of that's kind of you know yeah. depends on who they play, but I think it'd be about the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oregon's Oregon, a great football team. If Oregon played Georgia today, who wins? Georgia. If Oregon played Alabama today, who wins? Alabama. If Oregon played LSU today, who wins? That's a close one. I think that's where it gets a little close. I would probably say Oregon, yeah. but that I think that's a pretty close game. If Oregon played last one, if Oregon played Tennessee today, who wins? Oregon. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. You disagree with any of that? Uh, Oregon, Alabama would be in, highly intriguing for me to watch. Bo Nix against Alabama as a fifth year. Be awesome. With that offensive line, there's a chance we get it. There's a chance we get it. They both keep winning. There's a chance we get it. I know it. So, uh, all right, let's move on. The game in Ann Arbor. First time Michigan has been favored against Ohio State in over a decade. Over a decade. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Go blue, a three and a half point favorite in Ann Arbor. What do you think? I think it's Michigan, and I would take this up to a touchdown. Yeah. I think, I think Michigan wins this. Handedly, I, I don't know I don't know how Ohio State beats them. Like, I, I don't see the matchup where they win because yeah. I love Ohio State's wide receivers. Yeah. I don't necessarily love the guy who's getting it to them consistently. Yeah. So yeah, give me give me Michigan. Yeah, that Michigan offensive line's nasty. It's just nasty. And Blake Corum is the most underrated running back in the country, I think. Well said. Um all right, if Michigan played a standard SEC schedule, right? Because if they win this game, they're going to finish 12-0. and 0. What would their record be against a standard SEC schedule? I think they beat everyone but Georgia. Okay. So if I run that same exercise that I just did with Oregon, Georgia is the only team that gets them. I think so. Okay. All right. Cool. I agree. I think Michigan wins the game. I think they win it. Um, yeah, I, I like – man, I, I'm in step with you. I think a touchdown or more. Which wins? Here's one that hurts a little bit to put on this list. Jack State goes to Las Cruces to play New Mexico State. And Jack State is a three-point favorite. How would you feel if the Gamecocks go into Las Cruces and beat New Mexico State a week after New Mexico State beats Auburn? Be brutal. That'd be brutal. I mean, it's already a terrible loss. Just to make it worse, why not? Why not just kick a dude while he's down? But... 
I'm taking New Mexico State. They have sold me on their ability to score points. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens in that one. That that's a good find by you. And they don't just score points either, but they keep high-powered offenses and fast-paced offenses yeah. off the field. Jack State is is statistically the fastest team in Division One football. They run plays faster than anybody else. New Mexico, New Mexico State, State's the lowest. We learned the, that the hard way. Exactly. So you've got a complete clash, an extreme clash of styles. Yeah. I think Jack State wins the game. I'm just maybe I'm I just Ooh. I do. I think they go in and win it. I think it's hard for New Mexico State to come off of beating Auburn and and come back to play Jack State and get up to play the same kind of game. So I get it. All right. I get it. Zach, I got to talk about Manscaped here. Mary Ballsmus from our friends over at Manscaped. Yeah, that's right. Holidays are approaching, but uh, what if I told you that the celebrations are starting a little bit early this year? Turns out the perfect gift does exist, and who else can bring it down your chimney uh, besides the leaders in below-the-waist grooming? Go to manscaped.com, and you're going to save money, plus you're going to get free shipping. There's a Black Friday sale going on now through Cyber Monday at manscaped.com. Dot com, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra Body Trimmer and the Weed Whacker 2.0 Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. They all feature the uh, Propriety Advanced Skin Safe technology to protect your delicate presence, if you know what I mean. Plus, both are waterproof, so there's no uh, issue clearing out the snow in your driveway, Zach. And of course, after you've groomed the candy cane, it's time to make sure you don't smell like a reindeer. And the way you do that is with the Crop Soother Aftershave uh, Lotion and the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafe Ball Deodorant. Once they, uh, once they touch your sack, Zach, you'll never go back. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code VICE, got to use promo code VICE, V-I-C-E, get free shipping plus a big discount, all at manscaped.com. <clears throat> You're welcome, everybody. Moving on. The best with, one yet. With the village, <laughs> I think so too. Moving on with the Village Vice six-pack. Number five, Florida State is at Florida. Knowles are a six and a half point favorite, according to our friends at mybookie.ag. Quarterback concerns for Florida State. Florida getting, I mean, less than a touchdown underdog. What do you, what do you think here? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going with FSU, and, and I'm running to the bank with, with Florida State. Sure, there's quarterback questions at Florida State, but there's quarterback questions at Florida too. And I like the rest of the roster for FSU way more. Than uh than than the one in Gainesville, so uh, this this is an easy one for me. I'm going with Florida State. All right, I'm going to call for for chaos and pandemonium within the playoff rankings. Actually, it doesn't. It it actually makes it a little bit easier because I think it drops Florida State out of the discussion altogether, completely. I think Florida gets a huge win. They've played fairly well against some teams, and they've had a shot in the third quarter. And yeah, but. I think this is it. I think this is the one where they get over the hump. They get the big time win and they make things confusing in Gainesville because there's a lot of unrest around Billy Napier right now, but with a win that'll soothe some of that for a while. Be a big win. Yeah. I think they get it. All right. Number 24, Clemson is at South Carolina. The Tigers are seven and a half point favorites. Lest we forget what happened last year when South Carolina went in and dominated the game. This year, I mean, do they make it two in a row this time at home? I don't think so. I think Clemson's the better football team. I haven't been too impressed with what South Carolina's done this season, and they were kind of an off-season darling in the SEC. A lot of people expected a ton out of South Carolina, and that hasn't happened, and they're losing a lot. 
this year. Yeah. So we'll see how they approach this offseason. I imagine they'll be very busy in the portal. But uh, I, I, South Carolina can't be happy with how the season's gone because I'm sure they believed what all the other people were saying because you want to, right? They yeah. put in all the effort. It just didn't really turn into a whole lot of production on the field. So they're going to want it. They're going to want it. But I think Clemson's hearing the same stuff um, about their head coach and about how they've performed in a pretty weak ACC. So I, I'm going to go with Clemson here. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think a lot of the reason people were high on South Carolina is specifically because of what they did to Clemson in this game last year. I mean, they closed the season well, and you know, you win a bowl game, That's but specifically because they handled Clemson the way they did. I think it's a very different conversation in the offseason going forward because I don't think they win this game at all. Give me Clemson and the seven and a half. All right, finally, it's number eight Alabama at Auburn. Alabama is a 13-and-a-half point favorite. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points for a game at Jordan-Hare Stadium. The last time that uh, I don't – well, I mean, look, 15, they won by 16. But there was a bogus – like Auburn got hit with 30 yards of penalties on a bogus late hit call when the game was a one-score game in the fourth sure. quarter. So I put an asterisk by that. Okay. And I don't really care how you react to that. All the hi to all the Alabama fans that are watching and commenting and saying all the stuff in the comment. That's fine. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Um, I put an asterisk by that. The other games at home have been close since 2011, and I think this one will be too. And I like Auburn. You know what I'm going to do. You always there's no drama in this whatsoever. Right. Auburn finds a way. They get a turnover or two. The defense plays out of its mind. And the offense finds a way to outscore Alabama in a low-scoring game. Nine, I mean, silly, like 16-14 to 14 or something crazy like that. That'd be insane. That would be an insane environment for sure. I think Alabama wins big, Brad. I think this is a 35-13 to 13 mm. type game in favor of the Crimson Tide. So mm. I'll, take, I'll take Alabama. Mm. I, I think you're wearing the right color shirt for that pick today, Zach. Let me just tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I hope I'm wrong. But, I hope I'm wrong. But you're gonna be there and you're gonna be I, you're gonna be loud as all get out. It's my uh, my wife's first iron bowl. She's like, I can't wait to see if it lives up to the hype. Like, okay, babe. Like, yeah. I think it's gonna. I think too. it's gonna. I hope we'll, so. we'll we'll be Especially here if it goes the way you're predicting. Oh, that'll be yeah. great. That'll well, be look, awesome. we'll be here Sunday to talk about it either way. That's right. That's right. Whether we're happy or sad, yeah, we will be here. That's so, right. Brad, I think that about does it for uh, for today's show. It does. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Enjoy the Iron Bowl. And remember, everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours.